What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is rooted within me. Hi and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with The Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm your co-host Jeannie Rice along with Dr. Tim Hayes. And we welcome you to the show. Today is Wednesday, January the 13th, 2016. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1 and that puts you in queue to talk to us. We would love to hear your comments and your questions because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael. Thank you, dear heart, and welcome everybody to the show. We're honored, delighted. And blessed by the fact that today, once again, you've chosen to join us. Or if it's your first time, we're delighted. I hope it'll be the first of many, many experiences with this, with your interaction with this absolutely awesome technology that is not taking the world by storm, but is slowly moving on a global scale, getting ready to hit critical mass and touch every mind, heart, and being on the planet. And... And I say not moving at a uh, a rapid pace. Why why is that? Gee, Michael, if this stuff is so good, why isn't everybody doing it? Well, actually, when you understand what we're asking people to do, it's pretty easy to realize why not everybody jumps up and now goes, hooray, yes, I'll do it. Actually, the Greeks told a story about what we're inviting people to do. They said, Don't ever open Pandora's box. Pandora's box is simply the unconscious. Don't ever open Pandora's box. You never know what you're going to find in there. Of course, they didn't tell us if we never open and clean out Pandora's box, our whole lives end up being Pandora's box. But what we're in essence saying to you with this work, our invitation is you have in your structure – Absolutely the most awesome storage system for information, for thoughts, for feelings, for behaviors, for experiences that the world has ever known. 
we could literally string together every Cray supercomputer on the planet and have them working simultaneously, and they would not begin to approximate one human form. And stored in your structure is literally every thought, every feeling, every reality, every behavior, every attitude, every sensation of every generation in your bloodline. It's all stored. And as you roll through life and life resonates something in you, perhaps on occasion you've noticed something come up inside of you that you go, why am I thinking that? Where does that come from? I don't get it. I don't understand it. That's not like me. Ever had that happen? You open your mouth and words come out of your mouth and you're like, where did that come from? Well, it very well may be a conversation from great-great-great-great-grandfather. If you go back to the Aramaic, you find that in the Aramaic language, you don't find theology. What you find when you go back to the first century Aramaic is physics, physiology, psychology, genetics, and how to live as the active presence of love. It's not about theology, as we've been told. It's about here's how this energy system called life works. There was a word. The word was sin. And the Greeks translated it as some horrible, terrible, awful thing that some kind of demons made you do. And I'm offering, that's all a fraud to keep you distracted from your sin. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, if you look at the original Aramaic meaning of the word... It's actually an archery term. When you fire at the target, you miss the bullseye, the skirt you else in, you're off the mark. That's all. That's all it means. But if we're out there looking for some evil, sinful thing, no, no, no. That's a trick to keep you from seeing that opening your mouth in hostility and fear is off the mark and ultimately will destroy you. How many generations in my bloodline and your bloodline have been off the mark? Well, let's take a look. In the last 75 years on planet Earth, according to Columbia University research, non-humans, and when I say non-humans, I mean those without the active presence of love in them, have killed in excess of 175 million people. Documented. How many more are laying in mass graves wherever? Who knows? 175 million documented in just 75 years. How do you suppose that affected you when you were a child? You know, if you came up in an age of the First World War, the Second World War, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, the Middle East, how do you suppose as a child when you're told, oh, when the bomb comes, you just put your head under a desk and you'll be okay, and then you see everything get blown away. How do you suppose that impacted You know, if you're a young person now, your father, your mother stuck their heads under desks with those instructions. What do you suppose that did to them? That somebody's out there, they're going to come from the other side of the world, and they're going to drop a bomb that's going to kill everybody. And you better be afraid. You better be so afraid that you give us the majority of your money to go make our own bombs to drop on them. How do you suppose that's impacted your bloodline? 
how do you suppose World War One? I, I mean, the most horrific things. Let's go back to in in your genes. If you're in America, at American, going back in history, the Civil War. I mean, how do you suppose it impacted people to go off to war and shoot their brother through the head? Because he believed something different than you. What's in our genes? What has been in the song title? How long has this been going on? What we're asking you to do in doing this work. Now, before you run off and say, oh, well, okay, now I understand and I'm not interested. Remember that that's what your whole creative process in your life is made of. And you will face it and you will deal with it. You will either deal with it unconsciously when it shows up as broken relationships, broken businesses, broken finances, broken countries, or you will deal with it through courage of going inside yourself and ridding yourself of those patterns. You will deal with it. The Greeks said, don't open the box because you don't know what you're going to find in there. That's right. You don't know, but it is all resolvable. That's the beauty of the, genius teachings of the man named Yeshua who said, here's how you deal with it. It's called forgiveness. And the Greeks even bastardized that one and they made it, yes, you just let people off the hook because in your genes there's drama, pain, trauma, and you're experiencing that today. So somebody out there must be to blame, so just let them off the hook. Do you hear how insane that is to have that conversation? Do you think letting somebody else off the hook changes your genetic structure? Not in the next billion years it won't, but if you actually acquire the tool and the skill of forgiveness and you find in your Pandora's box there's some sort of trauma, how will you know there's some sort of trauma in your Pandora's box? Because you will feel the effects of it. Oh, yeah, but I'm only feeling this because of what he did. Well, that's a lie. You're only feeling what you feel because of what's in you. And we have this simple tool. How do you tell whether or not some of you are experiencing this yours or not? You're experiencing it. That's all you need to know. So our invitation is yes. Build the brain cells. Build a skill set with which to remove from your Pandora's box every thought, feeling, and experience of trauma, drama, pain, hatred, vengeance, grief, rage, sadness, fear, Intimidation. I was working with someone recently who was going through a lot of trauma in relationship and just, you know, really in internal war. And as he went into still point and breathed, it was all of a sudden like, oh my God, I started doing my work years ago and I forgot. I forgot. And went back to the mind, the old mind's way of blaming somebody else. I, I loved an interview. I think I mentioned this a week or so ago, but maybe I didn't. In the the, the movie uh, Concussion, where Will Smith stars and does an awesome job of it, inspired me to do some research on Will Smith. And you know, he's been in Hollywood. He's in Hollywood, pretty pretty one of pretty much one of the top actors in Hollywood. And he and his wife have been married for twenty years. And he said there are times when it's been really, really tough. But he said, here's what we do. I, we don't work on our marriage. I work on me. My wife works on her. And we come back together better people. 
If you insist the person that you're in relationship with is the one with the problem, then you've got a problem. Because if you're in pain or turmoil, your problem's inside of you, though your mind may be able to hallucinate pictures that somebody else is the problem. And as you choose, if you find yourself in pain or turmoil, and you've got to be rigorously honest with yourself. If you find yourself in that space and you do your work, you'll open your Pandora's box and you'll remove, you'll forgive the content thereof and be freed from the generational patterns. The generational patterns come up in many, many forms. We talked a little bit about that yesterday, but, but one of the biggest ways those generational patterns come up is as blame of someone else. Well, I only feel this around you, so it must be your fault. Excuse me? Issues come to awareness because of what others do. And that's a gift. But because they come to awareness as a result of what others do, bears no resemblance to the idea that it was caused by others. Life is set up so that if you're hiding something from yourself, that very thing which you are hiding from yourself is an energy that will set up a field that will draw somebody in to do something to you. And you will easily be able to hallucinate that they're the reason you're experiencing it. But my offer, as I was talking with this person last night, and they were talking about this argument and war and pain going on inside of them, and it was all their partner's fault, I asked a simple question. Well, how long have you been with your partner? Oh, 22 years. Okay. Let's go back 23 years ago. Do you remember having any of these feelings, these thoughts, this kind of war going on inside of you? And it was just like I'd hit him with a sledgehammer. Oh, my God, yeah. So so what makes you think it's got anything to do with her? It's just, it doesn't. You're lying to yourself. Yes, the world is set up so that if you hold an energy in you that is off the mark, which is literally, physically going to kill you if you don't resolve it, the creator set the game up so that somebody's going to show up in your face and bring it up for you. That issue will come to awareness. What you do with that awareness is up to you. The world has taught you with that awareness to talk about them and tell them why they're the cause of your pain, why they're the one with the problem, and they better change. That's not what you want to do with this awareness that comes to you as a result of trauma surfacing. The awareness that it comes to you and that you're feeling it means that it's inside of you. What an awesome thing to be aware of something that's in you that you didn't know was killing you. How cool is that? Now stop the conversation about them and do your work. You know, we we talked yesterday a little bit about the power person dynamic and how that unfolds and how we tend to play out that power person dynamic. You know, if your power person was always down on you, and this was kind of the conversation last night, if your power person told you you could never do anything or anything right, always wanted to control you, always negative, always rained on your parade, guess what you do? You rain. When you're under stress, you rain on everybody else's parade. You have a negative interpretation. 
You know why it can't be done or why it shouldn't be done. But your mind doesn't tell you that you're raining on somebody else's parade. The reason why we don't understand that we're playing out this power person dynamic when we do is the mind doesn't make us aware that we're raining on somebody else's parade, which is what we hated our power person doing to us. It just says, well, you know, you're being careful and prudent and sensible, and you're right. You know best. You should be in control. That's what your mind will tell you, raining on everybody else's parade is, having a negative interpretation for others' behaviors. When there is no negative interpretation that's accurate or true. And, and it's, it's a huge piece to break through to recognize that you are doing exactly what your power person did to you that you hated the most when you were under high levels of stress. That's why people respond negatively to you when they do. And when you recognize that, you see these generational patterns. We're asking you, we're inviting you in doing this work to say, okay, I'm going to open Pandora's box and I'm going to honestly look at everything that's in there. And if it's not love, I'm going to remove it. Rather than, if it's not love, I'm going to blame it on somebody else and puke on them. I'm going to rage at them. I'm going to control them. I'm going to fight with them. I'm going to give them the look. I'm going to pour my negativity on them. Stop it. Stop it. Because the person you're pouring your negativity on first is yourself. And the beautiful thing of this whole understanding and this whole set of tools that Yeshua brought 2,000 years ago to heal the human dilemma is it's all healable. I don't care what happened. I don't care how terrible it was. I don't care how much of a disaster it was. I don't care how painful it was. I don't care what you've been diagnosed with. You've maybe got, you know, every psychiatric diagnosis in the book. I don't care. It doesn't matter. They're all the same. They're all the same. There's an energy in you that's off the mark. That's all. Pretending that it's got anything to do with any well. Stop pretending when somebody says to you and you have this twist come up in your gut. You that that's got anything to do with anybody but you and go, oh, awareness. I've got a twist in my gut. Oh, I think I'll soften. I think I'll breathe. I think I'll forgive. I think I'll remove this negative response. And then you'll be free of it. And then guess what human life looks like? Human life looks like reaching out in joy and aliveness, touching, warmly, caring, even when somebody's not doing what you want them to do, when somebody violates one of your goals. How powerful would it be if you were to do your work and walk into the world every day totally and completely incapable of any form of hostility or fear? If the only energy you could engage in was this sweet, awesome presence of love that you are made of. There's a myth in the world. Jeannie and I were watching a kind of an interesting 
kind of a little bit of a strange movie last night, but there was some interesting stuff in it. And this guy played by Brad Pitt is trying to convince his son who they've just heard has been killed. And we don't ever find out in the movie what happened to him, but, but they go back into the childhood and you watch the twisting of a child's mind as his father teaches his son to punch and fight and get yours first. It's time for us as human beings to start to reclaim our human lives. And what is a human life? It is this awesome, active presence of love. What we're inviting you to do, what we're suggesting that you do, what we're willing to be here for eternity to hand you the tools to do and support you in doing it, is opening your Pandora's box. And if you find sadness in there, throw it away. If you find grief in there, throw it away. If you find hatred in there, throw it away. If you find prejudice in there, get rid of it. If you find sadness, vengeance, to become incapable of experiencing those things. And people say, well, well, but, but for me to do that, everybody in my life would have to change because look what they did to me. I don't care what they did to you. You don't experience any of those things that I just talked about unless they're in you. And remember that the mind is just this awesome trickster. As I shared, I spoke with this gentleman. and Yeah, I've been together 22 years. And yeah, I knew this whole terrible conversation in my head before I ever met her. But I thought it was to do with her today when it happened. And it didn't. It's just a variation on a theme. It's just what the mind does. You get two people together. Unless each of them doesn't work. And I thought that piece of advice from Will Smith was awesome. I go do my work, she goes and does her work, and we come together as better people. Stop talking about how everybody else in your life should change. Start changing yourself and come back to the relationship as a better person. If you haven't accessed the forgiveness process as yet, if that's new to you, then we invite you to go to our website, www.whyagain.org and as you go to whyagain.org on the right hand side you'll see a, a line of social media things you know there's Facebook and LinkedIn and what have you the bottom one is a, a little square with an arrow in it and that's YouTube push the button jump on YouTube You'll see a link to the first hour of the newest version of Why Is This Happening to Me Again. It's a free download. Give it a listen. Look a little further down the list. You'll see a free link to a PowerPoint presentation that just is, it, it literally takes 35 years of intensive study and work and puts it into 24 minutes. It will save you 35 years. If you had a mind that could understand it in 35 years it would take you 35 years to understand this i suspect that most people's minds would not be able to understand it if they did spend 35 years with it because it's technology that was well known 2000 years ago and it's been disappeared for the last 2000 years or close to it and nobody's come forward with it i feel honored and blessed that i got to become involved with the first century Aramaic language and to 
be the receiver of translations of 25 different genius minds who correlated the material. And then I said, I'm going to understand this. And it took me 30 years to get to understand this technology of forgiveness that Yeshua presented 2,000 years ago. It's interesting. I think about a, a young man that I was... I just happened to meet and we ended up in a conversation. He actually ended up quite hostile with me. But I was talking about, you know, my work was about forgiveness. He says, oh, yeah, well, you know, and the thing that I'm involved in, which was some kind of an Eastern thing, we, boy, that's the that's core of it. That's the root of it. We do a lot of forgiveness. I said, oh, that's awesome. Cool. Well, that's interesting. I said, I, you know, I've never met anybody who knows how to forgive. I've asked hundreds and hundreds of people. Back when I first started to work with the forgiveness process, I, I would say to the people who were talking about forgiveness, oh, okay, I got it. Forgiveness is important. How do you do it? And they'd say, well, you know, you just forgive. Nobody could tell me how. And so this young man who assured me they were doing forgiveness work, I said, well, could you tell me how you do that? And he just kind of looked at me like, you know, what's wrong with you? You, you forgive. I was like, yes, but, but here's what I'm asking you. Because... I've never seen it on the planet, except in two places. One, the original Aramaic teachings of Yeshua, and two, in the Course of Miracles. I've never seen it. What, are you questioning me? No, I just, I, I just want to know how you do it, if that's the core. And he would never tell me. He could, couldn't tell me. And I'd offer because there are words about forgiveness, and it's, it's, the whole culture's been tricked into this. It's about letting somebody else off the hook. It's not. Never forgive anybody ever again for anything. Never forgive yourself for anything because you can't. It's not about pardoning or letting yourself or somebody else off the hook. The core of forgiveness, and if you go to those links I told you about, They'll start you on the track, then go back to the website, and there's a red and white bullseye in the middle of the page. Click it, and there's a whole series of links that will start opening up for how to do it. If I'm in rage in this situation and I apply forgiveness, I'll remove my rage. If I'm in grief in this situation, I apply forgiveness and I'll remove my grief. If I'm in fear in a situation, I'll apply forgiveness and remove my fear. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to do one forgiveness process and all that's going to be done. Interesting. You go back to Yeshua 2,000 years ago, and Peter says to him, hey, how many of these worksheets do we have to do? In essence, he says, how many times do we need to forgive? And Yeshua's response is, 77 times 70. I'm sure these fishermen weren't multiplying in their heads what that number was and go, okay, that's exactly how many worksheets we need to do. Hey, that's my Canadian coming out. <laughs> no. He was giving the number that was beyond their comprehension because the number of times you will need to forgive to be free of a multi-generational insanity that robs you of your human life love is probably going to be many, many, many times. You'll come back around to it and peel layer after layer after layer. That's what we're inviting you to do. It's not a doctor feel-good process. It's not, you know, I got five bucks, five minutes, tell me everything you know. It's a long-term enter into doing your work and keep doing your work. For me personally, I recognize very well that if I hadn't, you know, 
been kind of coerced by the universe, you know, partially chosen, but partially coerced by the universe. I wouldn't be forgiving today. I wouldn't be doing this. But I ended up choosing to take it on and teach it. And to teach it, I had to learn it. You want to learn it? Start sharing with others. Teach it. Hand it to people. Offer it to people. Share it with people. And you will be so gratified to watch the changes that take place in people's lives. I don't know, uh, Jeannie, whether Jim's out there uh, or not, or if he's got his hand up, sweetie. But uh, when I talked to him this morning, he said that uh, I believe Jim has now been about 72 times around the planet. And he shared that this recent trip for Christmas made for the best Christmas he has had in his whole life. And he was sharing with me that he was going to call into the show to tell some of, you know, he had shared with us before he was heading off to the family for Christmas, his estrangement from his son and, uh, and how that all shifted about. Is Jim there by any chance, Jeannie? I'm scanning down through the numbers. Um, I'm not seeing if you're on there, Jim, if you're on there, if you just hit one, I'm not seeing it. If you'd like to share it. Okay. Well, we can let that go. I just thought he might be there because it's just just such a powerful. A hand just went up. 417, you're on the air. Uh, This is Jim. Well, hey there, young man. Well, I don't know if we'll maintain a good connection here because I'm on the windy, hilly Ozark Road, but I'll do my best. Uh, anyway, I'm good what so I far, work. Jim. So, can you hear me okay? You sound good so far, yes. Okay, good. good. Well, what I was sharing with Michael this morning is that uh, I spent uh, almost a month, actually, uh, three weeks of it in New Jersey, visiting, staying with my oldest daughter and my son, Jim, who he and I have been estranged on and off for, I said, 10 years. It's been more like 20 years. But anyway, anybody who thinks that they've got a relationship that is beyond repair, beyond recovery, beyond reconnection, um, is, uh, as, as I was, uh, delusional. <laughs> Is the best way I can describe it. I mean, it's 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 the lie that we tell ourselves. Well, that, this relationship is just a lost cause, and you know, many relationships are important, but not too many are more important than the relationship with our significant other or with the child. And uh, the awareness that I had just a few a few days ago actually was that it's like you know, Michael and Jeannie always talk about. We want to experience love. What came to me one morning, not too many days ago, was that at the ripe young age of 72, I have given birth to a newborn son. And um, he is not newborn. He's 45 years old. But the image, or as Michael talks about, the picture that I painted on the inside of my eyeballs uh, was one of disconnection and one of uh, a relationship that was just in the dumper. 
and my new awareness, my new connection, he didn't change. He wasn't newborn. What changed was my belief, uh, and I owe it to the work, uh, to and to worksheets, many, many worksheets on my son, Jim. And I have to tell you that he and I are in a place we never, ever, ever could have dreamed of. Uh, just absolutely phenomenal. We speak on we speak on the phone at least every other day, and many times every day. Uh, cool. And it's it's just uh, well, I was going to say unbelievable. No, let me cancel that. It's believable. Uh, and uh, can, I, can I offer a thought, Jim? Sure. Maybe you really haven't done many many worksheets on your son, Jim. Maybe you've done many, many worksheets on what your son Jim has resonated in you that's perpetuated 20 years of disconnection and having cleared that out to connection that's always been there is now restored. Oh, I agree. That uh, that states it very clearly and very well. It's... Uh, and... Uh, Emotion is popping up again. Have I? Do I still have the connection? Go for I'm it. I'm getting beeps on the phone here, like we're not, not connected. You're a little bit in and out, but we can understand most of it, 95% of what you're saying, Jim. Okay. Okay. Anyway, uh, I am uh, in a place of gratitude with a capital G. I'm grateful for the work, grateful for Michael Seacher, and grateful for. Uh, the grace of God, the Holy Spirit, that helped us get back to this place. Yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing a, a very very different man in my son. Uh, he is uh, a much more spiritual than I ever knew him to be, uh, and uh, a very deep thinker, a very good communicator. Uh, just a blessing, and and that's all I have to say about it. I I. I uh, I am just so grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's awesome, Jim. And thanks for sharing it. And it's an inspiration because there are a lot of parents and friends out there who now function as enemies. When they hear this, it'll open the space for them to do the work that you've done. And I acknowledge you for the work that you've done in that arena. It's been powerful to watch. All right, and I'm assuming that uh, the Jim's probably dropped off now, so we'll just say if you can hear us, Jim, that uh, we appreciate the input, and if there's more to share, maybe when there's a little better connection, but it is pretty much gone now. So awesome. Congratulations. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And, uh, and you know, it, it's it's all an inside job. And I shared the story yesterday about the gentleman who came to a Healing Through Relationships workshop and, you know, shared with Jeannie how they, they were in divorce and rage with each other. Too much water under the bridge. And and Jeannie handed the commitment and said, read it to her every day. And he started to do that. And a few weeks later, called Jeannie and said, hey, we're, we're like on a, on a honeymoon. Right? You know, we're not talking divorce. Right? There's nothing but love between us right now. And, and Jeannie's like, that's awesome. So you've been reading the commitment to her every day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Said, well, does she read it back to you when you read it to her? And he's like, kind of stuttered a little bit. He said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, when you read it to him, her, does she read it back to you? 
And with a little bit of surprise in his voice, he says to Jeannie, she doesn't know I've been reading this. <laughs> oh, the power of tools. Life without tools. You know, if you look at the section in the front of my book, life without tools is hell. And most people are living there because they have no idea that the hell is of their own making. The hell is internal. And they have no idea they can be removed. If you find yourself in any situation in your life where you're experiencing hell, stop talking about everybody else, stop blaming anybody else, and start going inside yourself and removing your hell. How can you tell if you feel like you're in hell, whether it's yours or not? You're feeling it. Stop lying to yourself that it's got to do with anybody else. The mind is the king of liars. It is the trickster. It is the great deceiver. One of its greatest deceptions is the great deceiver is some guy out there with a red suit, a tail, and a pitchfork. No, the great deceiver is your own body's mind. You remove its deceit through forgiveness. Again, if you haven't accessed the forgiveness process yet, jump on our website. There are hundreds of hours of free materials. There are also materials that you can buy if you want to, to support us as you are being supported. And by the way, if, if you found yourself being supported, if this work has changed your life, then you want to help us to take it to others. You know, beyond a, a pretty, you know, uh, what should I say, conservative lifestyle. You know, we're driving a car with a 180,000 miles on an eight-year-old car. Uh, you know, beyond a very conservative amount of money spent just to carry ourselves from place to place, every penny we've got goes to... How do we get these tools into somebody else's hands? How do we create a project that will take this to the next level of being available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet? If you want to support us in doing that, jump on our website, whyagain.org. There's a button there. Donate freely, freely, freely. And as you engage in that flow, watch what happens. It's pretty powerful. Jeannie, you've got a caller for us, sweetheart. Yes, I do. It is area code 814. You're on the air. Who do we have and where are you calling from? Hello, this is Greg from Pennsylvania. Hey, Greg, welcome, young man. How can we support you today? Well, well, I'd just like to say that uh, I only listened a few times, but I, it has really helped me out. And uh, just to say, uh, I think you mentioned something about uh, some people say, like, why hasn't this caught on? Like, and I think it's because people, uh, especially religious people, they don't understand energy. And uh, with no concept of it, with no concept of energy, uh, you know, people don't understand that they're in a rut because they don't believe in energy. They don't believe in a flow. And uh, I was wondering how this teaching possibly fit in with being able to hold your own energy without taking in the negativity. And even as far as there's a scripture about five wise and five uh, foolish virgins uh, in the New Testament, and I was wondering how this spoke of being able to hold that energy because they referred to uh, the oil. Well, the, th the thing to understand here is that if I waste my energy on hostility or fear, I'm going to find myself empty. And, you know, I think from an energetic yeah. point of view, that would be where that one fits. And if I, 
uh, am focused in a space of the active presence of love. If I maintain my connection to my source, then I literally have an endless supply of energy because the energy doesn't come from me it comes through me if i hold energies that are off the mark then i inhibit that energy that's designed to flow through me and the inhibition of an energy that's designed to flow through us shows up as disease and to the eye it looks physical but there is no physical disease there is only the expression of disorganized or disintegrative energy that's off the mark that creates the uh, energetic appearance of a diseased cell or a physical disease. You know, if we listen to Einstein, you know, one of my favorite quotes and kind of the foundation of this work is where Einstein says, on such things as matter, we have been all wrong. What we have heretofore called matter is energy, energy whose vibrations have been so lowered as to be perceptible to the senses. There is no matter. Einstein says matter doesn't exist. Now, our eye gives an appearance of something we call matter, but that's because we've been trained to see it that way. And as we develop the eyes to see through the eyes of energy, go back to Yeshua 2,000 years ago, he says you've got to have the eyes to see and the ears to hear. And so as you start to see everything through the eyes of energy, as you're saying, whoa, it's a whole different game, <laughs> for sure. And, and we've got a whole lot more power than we realize because we're the ones who are in charge of how the energy flows through us. If we've been structured by the generations in negativity, then it just seems like negativity is natural and real and, you know, it, it's in charge. I have no choice. When I realize that I can remove those negative propensities those negative inclinations and I can stay in a connected space with love, then everything changes. That's what we're here to support people doing. So glad you're on the team. Okay. Thank you. All right. You have a blessed day. Appreciate the call. You too. Okay. Jeannie, you've got another caller, sweetie. We do. Uh, area code eight two eight. You're on the air. Who do we have and where are you calling from? This is Jason. I'm calling from Starkville, Mississippi. Hey there, young man. Welcome. I actually just about brought you up about three minutes ago. But <laughs> here you are. Here you are. You got the vibe. <laughs> That's the way it works, right? Yes, it is. Um, I was, uh, um, I decided to put my hand up because of, uh, you know, Jim and his repairing the relationship with his son. Um, uh, reminds me of something that <clears throat> I've put on my mind goal management sheet of things to do several times and I haven't seen it done and um, it has to do with the relationship with my father um, not my stepfather right. right here with but with my biological father um, it's about writing him a letter um we haven't spoken in, I don't know, probably six or seven years now. And um, I really want to reconnect with him. But there is um, there's a real... Um, I don't know if you're moving your phone around or a headset around or something, but if you can hold a little stiller, there's quite a bit of noise coming through. It'll probably sound better. Okay. I'm, I'm outside. It might be the wind blowing. Ah, okay. That's better. Okay. Um so um there's another level of complexity with him 
um, he um, literally has pulled firearms on my sister and her husband, um, and I have a great deal of fear about um, letting him know that I'm in town. Um, I don't know what his reaction might be. He might show up at my mom's house um, with bad intentions. So, um, not necessarily. I certainly suggest for, some worksheets on fear. Yeah, I, I do plenty. Most of my worksheets are on fear. Um, yeah. So, I guess there's just a a constant longing there um, that um, it's something I want to do, but I'm afraid to do it. Well, my my input there would be, Jason, is that uh, that you do. You know, this might this sounds like it's probably going to be your, as Yeshua said, it's seventy-seven times seventy worksheet issue, and I'd suggest you do those. You know, just keep working in that arena, and if there is a very real possibility that he's carrying the kind of violence that you're alluding to, that perhaps it would be wise to wait and approach him from a different distance and see if you can open some space with him where uh, you're not accessible for the uh, expression of violence. Yeah, okay. That's that's what has has come up many times. Um, There's just that longing there, and, you know, that's the first time I've really put it into voice, so I haven't really spoken to anyone about it. Well, one of my thoughts would be you might want to start, you know, if you've got a picture of him. Um, If I look through my box of photos, I probably do. I'd get a picture of him and start reading the commitment to him. You might want to take the next step and, you know, Either order a commitment card from the uh, from the, the, our website, or just copy the commitment from the website and put it in your own piece of paper and and write a note and offer. You know, Dad, here's where I want to live with you. Are you open to a conversation? And again, do it from if if there is a real possibility of actual violence, uh, do it from a safe distance and see what kind of response you get. You might be surprised as as um, Jim shared, you know, he had uh, had many um, violent conversations with his son uh, that led to this estrangement. Uh, and whenever there was communication, you know, he shared on the show just before Christmas that, uh, you know, his son would just rip him up one side and down the other. And actually... I had cha- Jim did uh, Laws of Living this summer, and I had challenged Jim. There's a, a six-week homework assignment that comes with Laws of Living that completes the course, and I had challenged him to do that six weeks of homework. And he dug in and started to do that. And that's where, you know, as he's doing that, that's where that shift came in. And so I'd support you continuing to do your homework and, Drop him that note and see what uh, see what transpires. Okay, that sounds uh, sounds like a great plan. 
You might also want to, if you don't have a copy of it, go to the website. And uh, if you open the bullseye, when you open that, you can scroll down and there's a whole list of all the different worksheets from all the workshops that we've got. And one of them is is, uh, called the Responsibility Communication Rules. Uh-huh. You might want to get a copy of that and uh, and write him around some of the issues you've got. And you may or may not send them to him, but sit down and write out some responsibility communication around the issues of violence and uh, see what kind of clarity you get in your own mind from that. As As Jim said, he birthed a whole new son in terms of his perception, his construct about his son because he was able to shift enough energy in himself. And oftentimes people live up to our expectations just because our expectations are powerful enough to draw that behavior out of them. When we shift that energy, then the energetic expectation we have of people can also shift and change the whole game. I believe that. Um, I have... uh printed out several copies of the responsibility communication and um, at the top it says this is meant to be a written exercise Um, is there uh, a correlating video or something that gives you further instruction on that yes and actually it's meant to be a spoken process and it can be helpful to do in writing as well but but like in the intensive that we've got coming up we're doing um codependence to interdependence communication practicum and in that intensive you know everybody will go through the uh, the communications tools and then whenever a conflict comes up in the room or somebody has something come up so you know charlie has something come up about his dad and uh you know charlie's 25 and there's this guy sitting in the room who's in his 70s, and he might turn to him and say, would you mind standing in for my dad? And here's the situation, and here's how my dad would respond normally. And so we'll have these two people come up to the front of the room, and we're there holding a space for them. And, you know, it's it's amazing to watch people who, who've got this sheet in front of them and say, and I'm going to do responsibility communication, then all of a sudden their mouths are just running vomit on the person sitting in front of them without any awareness that that's what they're doing. And so mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a great demonstration to watch that happen when, and if that starts to happen, I'll stop and say, well, so how much you slow down a little bit, take a breath. Now notice that you just started to tell me something that you believed was true about your father. And you know what? You might be right. That might be true about your father. But I noticed that you started to hold your breath and your face got tight and you were obviously in pain about that. That's true about you. Now, are you willing to stop, take a breath, own that, move through that, and and actually be responsible for your perception of your father? And as that happens, and you know, it's just... It's it's the most awesome thing to see in the intensive when we do this practicum aspect of the communication process because when when somebody's in the middle of it and everybody else is going, yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah, man, that's it, and, and, and you, this person gets stopped in the middle and go, well, wait a minute now. Here's what actual truth and responsibility would look like. It's like such a powerful demonstration. It's just amazing. And, and it's especially powerful because – the whole culture does projection communication. I mean, most people have never, ever, 
ever in their lives seen anybody ever say one truly responsible thing in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so when that happens in the front of the room repeatedly, like, you know, 10 times in a 15-minute process, it's powerful to watch and be part of. So so that's it's it's a good idea to write it out and then really look at it from the point of view of each of the steps in the process. But there are two different products in our tape catalog. There is a two-hour DVD that you can order called Communication. Did you hear what I think I said? Mm-hmm. And then there's a four-hour CD. And the four-hour CD set, you know, uh, if you were on the show last week, I talked about how the first workshop in this series was Why Is This Happening to Me Again? And each other workshop has been an outgrowth of that. Well, the workshop, the circle of life and how to play it, and the communication tools used to be one event. And so the four-hour uh, communication, did you hear what I think I said, workshop, actually has the Circle of Life workshop included in it, along with the Responsibility Communication. So okay. both of those products are available from the website, yes. Okay. Well, I have awesome. the um, I have the, the Circle of Life and How to Play It um, DVD. I've watched it many times. Um, I also have... Okay, that's different. That's, that's different. But the Circle of Life DVD is just Circle of Life DVD. Uh-huh. The... The the communication CD, remember the CD is four hours, it has the circle of life on it and the communication material toward the end of it. But that's okay. not true about the that's not true about the DVD. The DVD okay. is just the, the, the circle of life workshop. Okay. So I can find that on the site. Um, you sure can. And I, you know we'll I be doing that. Try uh, the... Go ahead. Um, I was just saying that uh, I've tried to find products on my smartphone, and I can't get the screen to scroll over, so I think I'll just have to find somebody with a laptop and try on that because I haven't been able to to slide the screen over. Is there a uh, library in town? Uh, Yes. Most libraries have got a free computer you can use. Okay. Yeah, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Michael. And we'll look forward to hearing what timing's going to look like. And uh, you know, if you work out the the space for coming to Heartland, as we talked about, uh, you know, the first intensive next summer is going to be the 16-day uh, codependence to interdependence communication practicum again. So maybe it'll work out for you to be there for it. Yeah, it's it's in the plans. But uh, like I said, I have to take care of my current uh, obligations and, and go from sure, there. Sure, I understand. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll just see how the timing works out. All right. I will. I'll be in touch. Okay, sir. All right. Blessings. Take care. Appreciate the call. We hold the space. Thank you. All right, Jeannie, you've got another caller for us. We're down to about five minutes or so. Actually, the other, caller, having fun. the other caller dropped off, so let's say hi to Dr. Tim. Well, let's say hello to the young man. Hey, sir, how do you be? I'm doing well. I'm just enjoying the show and the callers, and I cer- certainly enjoyed yesterday's show with Susan Darnell and her f- fabulous questions. And that was an awesome conversation, wasn't it? I just, yeah. uh, I really appreciate it when she calls in. She is just so on task 
for doing her work and moving forward. It's it's amazing. We actually spoke to Brenda a little bit. Maybe she's out there calling too this morning, and she's just so on it and doing her work. It's it's awesome to watch. Well, like I said last time, Susan called in. You can retire now. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um... Well, you know, I one of the visions I hold for myself regularly is uh, being at Heartland at about 150 years of age and loading the car with tapes and books and DVDs and going on the road for our 10-month tour and getting back. And at 210, loading the car, the van with books and tapes and DVDs and going on the road and teaching. So um, retirement isn't exactly in my thoughts, but uh, but it's a good thought. And I would love to see more and more people jumping on board, taking it to the level she has of practice and uh, helping to get it. Because, you know, there are only about, oh, maybe seven and a half billion people on the planet that need it. So, hey, there's lots of room for anybody who wants to play to jump on board and and uh, go to the depth of uh, of learning it that they uh, begin to teach it uh, in, in more overt ways. You know, anybody who engages in it teaches it just by the way they live. But to, to be more overt about it, as, uh, as Susan is, is pretty awesome as you are. Well, I will join you in holding that vision of yourself at whatever age you choose to keep doing this work. And it's also delightful to see someone, as Susan has, as you keep saying, having the impact, the positive impact on her community. And, uh, you know, instead of doing the radio show five days a week, you could decide to hand that off to Susan and do other activities to spread the word and keep your traveling up. It's just delightful. I mean, it's, it's so it clear I'm with from, you. From, from the questions and the conversation that she's understanding the material deeper every time she teaches the class. So it's what it that's takes. delightful. We had our support group last night and we had four new people there and that was delightful and, um, we watched um, the last of the series from Guy Finley and then did the comparisons and how it's we had several people last night reaching the conclusion that well he's just saying the same thing we do in the worksheet and I said yep that's why we we watch these videos we have the same core truth coming at us from a variety of different perspectives and then it's easier for us to get it at deeper and deeper levels so and then we had some brave soul do a very powerful worksheet on a real-life issue that was right up in her face these days. And uh, so it was just its it was another delightful group. And I know we're getting low on time, Fabulous. so I'll let you wrap up the show, and we'll talk tomorrow. All right, sir. Well, you have a blessed one. We appreciate you. We are down to the last minute or so, and uh, I, I think, I'm not exactly sure, but we've been, had several calls this morning, people confirming for the uh, intensives in Orlando, and it's looking like maybe we've got one space in each of the uh, the two intensives. So, so if you're one of the people who wants to speak for that space, then give us a call. In the meantime, create the best year yet of your eternal life. It's an awesome gift to give the world. We appreciate you. Love. Love. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.yagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.